Hey, my name is Jason Byler. I'm the pastor of Life Change Church. Thank you so much for checking out our podcasts. I believe that if you'll listen to them, uh, that you will be blessed. Mark 4 tells us that the Word of God uh, planted down inside of our hearts uh, can bring forth a rich, beautiful, abundant harvest in our lives. This is my desire uh, for you. Uh, so as you listen to the Word, just receive it. Let it get down in your heart. Bring forth a harvest. Thank you so much again for listening. God bless you. Amen, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. What's your phone? Well, as you know, um, next Sunday, not next Sunday, Thursday, next Thursday is Thanksgiving, yeah, which would, this Thursday, next Thursday, isn't that the same thing? I don't know, <laughs> it's not, <laughs> it is the next Thursday, um, uh, I think like Sundays to Sunday, so I was thinking like next Sunday. <laughs> next, this Thursday, Joy says that it's right. That's why I've been married so long. <laughs> this Thursday is, uh, is Thanksgiving. Um, man, aren't you thankful for that? So uh, grateful. It just, it just seems like if... Uh, just seems like there's hope as long as our America continues to gather at least one day a year and give thanks. Uh, man, if that ever comes under attack, we might ought to watch out. And, um, of, course, of course, we certainly know we need to pray. Uh, but so thankful for uh, Thanksgiving coming up. And, uh, and man, I feel far away from everybody. I don't know what. It's just... It's just, it's just I know I'm not, but it feels far away from everybody. Uh, maybe I need to come. I need to come out here. There we go. I don't want to. If Joy was preaching today, man, she'd be all over this place. <laughs> um, because because Thanksgiving's coming, and uh, and and we're also ending our series uh, crazy today. It just really seemed uh, fitting. Uh, to end crazy uh, by talking about crazy praise. Um, as the people of God, I, I think we're pretty aware that there's a call of God on our lives to praise. Uh, I, I think when you look into Scripture, uh, that maybe, maybe it, it's more than just praise. Uh, maybe it's a call of God on our lives to a, uh, to a crazy praise. Uh, it certainly looks like that. To the world, if you're on the outside uh, looking in, looks like uh, a crazy praise, should look like a crazy praise. And, and I think that there's, you know, absolutely for certain uh, a connection uh, between uh, thanksgiving and praise. Tanner, I sound, I sound to me really loud. I don't know if I, if I do out there or not. Maybe it's just right monitor um, Thanks, man. That's much better. Um, certainly there's a, a connection between uh, thanksgiving uh, and 
and praise. Probably don't have to uh, work too hard uh, to, to point that out, work too hard uh, to uh, identify it. Uh, um, but, but, you know, uh, it's, it's pretty clear uh, in Scripture uh, that, that like a major part of our praise is uh, thanksgiving. And that flowing out of our praise, there is uh, thanksgiving. And, and there's a real uh, connection uh, between praise uh, and the presence of God. You, you know, when you, when you get a picture uh, in Scripture of the throne room, uh, like Isaiah 6 uh, or, or uh, Revelation 5, uh, you see uh, in, the, in the throne room that there is praise uh, that is taking place. Uh, and, and I think that you could identify it uh, as, as crazy praise. It is, it is intense, uh, it's loud, uh, it's often, uh, there is a, 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 a worthiness of God and, and a seeing of God that, that just brings out uh, praise uh, in, uh, in people. And there's also a connection uh, between thanksgiving, having a thankful heart, and the presence of God, and the throne room of God. You, you remember, I think, uh, Psalm 100 uh, that talks to us about entering His gates uh, with thanksgiving. Uh, I want to read that, I want to read that, uh, starting at, at verse 4, read these powerful, popular uh, thanksgiving uh, verses. And uh, so, so what I'd like to do, um, as we're about to get into Scripture here, is... Uh, is just look at some scripture and and see as as we look at the connection between uh, thanksgiving and and praise and the presence of God and and praise and we think about crazy praise um, just see if we can get a, a good picture of what a crazy praise would look like and and why in the world we should uh, crazy praise so I, I think that as we uh, unpack this a little bit, that, that's what we uh, will see. Um, and, then, and then I think that there's a, a real uh, powerful prophetic in the Old Testament uh, connection to the end times uh, that, uh, that falls under this crazy praise um, topic here this morning. But uh, so, so that's an overview. Let's start right here. Psalm 100, this is, this is a five verses, such a great chapter in the Bible to memorize. And it's only five verses, so you can memorize the whole thing, and then you could say, man, I've got all of Psalm 100 memorized. And, and you've probably already got some of it done anyway. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. So see, here we see the connection here, uh, thanksgiving and praise, uh, give thanks to him and praise his name. Again, see this connection between uh, thanksgiving and praise, and you know, hopefully you clearly see uh, between the, the connection there with, uh, with, with the presence of the Lord and coming into the presence of the Lord. And so when we see that in Isaiah 6, that just makes sense that, that in the presence of the Lord there would be praise. In the presence of the Lord, there would be uh, thanksgiving, and that, 
and that to come into His presence, that there is to, that there is to be uh, thanksgiving, that there is uh, to be praise. Uh, that, that one of the really important needed things in our lives is that our hearts would be filled with thanksgiving, that our hearts would overflow you know, with thanksgiving. Um, I, I want to come back, Scott, I want to work you this morning. I, I want to go to Colossians 2 real quick, and then we'll come right back to, to Psalm 100, just, just to make uh, this connection. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, uh, continue to live your lives in Him. To live in Him, through Him, for Him, by Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness, overflowing with uh, thanksgiving, that, uh, that, that our hearts, our, our whole being should be uh, full of thanksgiving, full of thankfulness, that it should just overflow out of uh, our uh, lives, and 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 uh, I think that that out of a out of an overflowing thankfulness comes a crazy praise. That when there's I don't know if you can hold it in or or bottle it up. I, I just think that that when there's thankfulness welled up inside of you and and overflowing, that the result is that you'll crazy praise a little bit. I mean, you know, this may explain David dancing before the ark as it comes into Jerusalem. It's just an overflow uh, of thankfulness that results uh, in a crazy praise. Or, or maybe even explains a little bit Paul and Silas as they're in prison. Now that's a crazy praise, isn't it? There, there's a, even though they're bound in prison for proclaiming the gospel, there's, there's still this overflow of thankfulness that, that even there in prison and in darkness just comes out of them in, in the form of a crazy praise. There's an evidence of it, and, and it seems like when there's not a crazy praise, that, that maybe the opposite is true. If there's not a crazy praise, then maybe there's not a, an overflow of thankfulness in your life. I, I think that there's a lot of Christians that are, that are not right here. They're not overflowing with thankfulness. They're, they're, there's not yet been like a revelation of who they are in Christ and who they wouldn't be were it not for Christ. Because when, when that starts to connect and fire in your life, you recognize, man, I would be a mess, lost, destroyed without my Jesus, but I've done nothing. He's done everything to change and transform me and save me, and now I live in his favor, in his blessing, in his freedom, in his salvation. Abundant life is mine. Eternal life is mine. And the result has to be overflowing thanksgiving, overflowing thankfulness, and that, that seems to me to express itself in crazy praise. Whatever crazy praise looks like, and we'll look at it as, as we've already looked at it a little bit. I, I, mean, I mean, David dancing, that kind of seems like a crazy praise, doesn't it? Paul and Silas in prison, that's a little bit of a crazy praise right there. And there are many examples in Scripture. Falling at Jesus' feet, breaking perfume, tears, and hair to wash them and wipe them. Seems like a little bit of a... A crazy praise, doesn't it? 
And does God rebuke? Does he ever rebuke? Never, never does, not once. He rebukes those who rebuke. They're overflowing thankfulness, overflowing thanksgiving. The result is, is a crazy praise. Now, let's go back to Psalm 100. Uh, we all know Scott's awesomeness, but I just want to say it anyway. Um, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For our God is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. So, so, so you know, if you're thinking, well, why? Then, you know, the Psalms give us just a, a quick little answer here of, well, he's good and his love endures forever and his faithfulness continues through all generations. So we, should, so we should give him thanks and we should praise his name because of his goodness and his love and his faithfulness. And then there is this, if you didn't catch it, you know, because we're all pretty churched people, we know these things and can read over them. If you didn't catch it, there's something very important that is, that's slid in here. And it is forever and through all generations that that God is good, and His goodness doesn't have a time limit on it, and it's not coming to an end. That, God, that God's love endures forever. It, that, it's, that it's going to last. That God's love for me isn't going to time out. That it's not going to finish. That it's not going to end. That it goes on forever. And so I praise Him because of His goodness that won't end. And I praise Him because of His love that will never end. And then, and then on top of all that, there's His faithfulness that continues through all generations. So my, my grandfather saw it, and my father saw it and sees it, and I've seen it, and my children will see it, and my grandchildren will see it, and it will be there for generation after generation after generation after generation. It will never end. So my grandfather crazy praised, and my father crazy praised. Why? Because it was still there. And now I'm going to crazy praise, and I got to crazy praise a little bit more these days because my daughter's trying to out-crazy praise me, and I just will not have it. I'm just not going to stand for it. And someday I want to watch my grandchildren dance and shout and clap and sing. And if the Lord allows, I wouldn't mind seeing my great-grandchildren do the very same thing. And they'll be just and right in doing it because it never ends. Because He never ends. It goes on through all generations. Hallelujah. Try to calm down. Praise you, Jesus. Sometimes you need a, a preacher to be a crazy preacher and just crazy preach. We got like sage everywhere so I could run and shout and jump and... Hallelujah. So we learn something here about crazy praise. Crazy praise doesn't end. Crazy praise goes on and on and on and on. Crazy praise isn't something that we 
that we enter into on Sunday morning and leave here when we walk out at 12 Sunday afternoon. Crazy praise isn't something that we do on Wednesday night and then we leave it. It's not something that we do just in our prayer time in the morning and then we leave it. Crazy praise is a little bit of a crazy praise. Our praise is a little crazy because it doesn't end. His goodness doesn't end, so my praise shouldn't. His love doesn't end, so my praise shouldn't. His faithfulness isn't going anywhere, so my praise doesn't go anywhere. A crazy praise is I praise Him in the morning when I get up. I praise Him through the day. I praise Him when I lay down at night. And I do it again the next day. I don't take Monday off because it's Monday. The thing that gets me through Monday is a crazy praise. I don't take Tuesday off or Wednesday off. It's not just Sunday. You get what I'm saying. It's every day, all the time. That's what it means to be crazy. It's I bless Him. And I bless Him when it's good, and I bless Him when it's bad. I bless Him when I feel like it, and I bless Him when I don't. Praise His name, because He doesn't end, so my praise doesn't end. There's not a time I'm looking up and not seeing the goodness of God. So there's not a time I'm looking up and not praising Him. There's not a time where His, where his faithfulness ends or His love ends, so there's not a time where my praise ends. You want, something, you want some things to shift and change in your life. Get a hold of a crazy praise. You say, well, what does that look like? Well, this is part of it. It goes on and on and on and on and on and on. It's Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, Friday morning, Saturday morning, Sunday morning, and every other time in between. What about if I'm locked up in prison for preaching? Praise His name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Crazy praise. It's on and on and on and on and on. Now, to find out some more about what a crazy praise looks like, there, there's so many places I could have gone, but I, I want to go to Exodus. Exodus uh, chapter 15. And uh, we'll roll through some of this. I'm going I'm to jump around just a little bit and we'll identify... Uh, some things about a crazy praise. Now, take a coffee break. Now, if you remember, uh, Israel has has been in slavery in Egypt. They've been in Egypt for four hundred years. They've been in slavery for 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 many years. It gets so bad they cry out to the Lord for help. God raises up Moses delivers them out of, out of Egypt. You, you probably know the stories, have seen the movies, the plagues. And they come out of Egypt and, and are making their way to the promised land. And, and, and the Lord is leading and He leads them up to the Red Sea. Now if you kind of look at a map in that area, they're, they're in, a, in a kind of a bad spot there up at the Red Sea. And the Egyptians, you know, for whatever reason, and we can get into that at some other time, many reasons, decide that they're, gonna, they're not happy that Israel's left, so they're going to come after them. So Egypt, Pharaoh and, 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 uh, and Egypt, they, raise, they, they gather their army, and it's a vast army. This is probably the uh, superpower of the world at this time. And they come after Israel. You, you know, you know, so you remember the story. Uh, I mean, who hasn't? Maybe some of the younger generation haven't. 
uh, scene, you know, Charlton Heston, you know, standing there at the Red Sea in the Ten Commandments. Elizabeth, we need to watch that. Um, so Israel is now trapped between the Red Sea and the Egyptians. And God shows up and moves. And he for real parts the Red Sea. It says in there that, that they walk through the Red Sea on dry ground with a wall of water on one side and a wall of water on the other side. And they come through uh, the Red Sea and, and the Egyptians start to, to go after them for whatever stupid reason. Why would you do that? <laughs> they go after them and... Once Israel's out, the Lord allows the sea to come back on and, and wipes out the entire Egyptian army. So when they're on the other side of this incredible miracle that has taken place, they were, they were in bad shape and they were scared. Read, you go and read, read the whole account. Go through and read all over it again and, and, and you'll see. When they get out on the other side of that, recognizing that that the Lord has delivered them and saved them from what they could never have delivered and saved themselves from, they do something, they worship, they praise, they sing. In Exodus chapter 15, we get the song that they sing. And when you read through this, you'll, you'll you know, read through this on your own, you, you'll find that many of the worship songs throughout the years have come from this worship song that they sing on the other side of this incredible miracle that took place. Verse, chapter, uh, Exodus, uh, I'm looking at my Bible too, and I'm going to look at the screen too. Uh, Exodus 15, uh, verses 1 and 2, I'm going to read this. This is right after this has happened. Then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to the Lord. Uh, which, which seems fitting and right to do, like if you were right there in that, <clears throat> in that time, in that event. And really, I, I think, you know, when you, when you look at our praise and our, and our worship, uh, really it's, maybe it's crazy, but, but it's fitting for it to be crazy. It's entirely right for it to be crazy because of who the Lord is, and what the Lord has done. So as we get into this a little bit, we're going to just look at, at what crazy praise looks like and, and why we bring it. Then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord, for He is highly exalted. Both the horse and the, the driver. Um, I don't know why the new NIV just doesn't translate it rider. The horse and the I like rider better. It's not a car. I guess you can drive a horse. I don't know. Heath, do you drive a horse or do you ride it? You ride it. Yeah. I don't know. Highly exalted, both horse, so we're just going to shift that to rider, and rider he has hurled into uh, the sea. So, so we see uh, right off the bat, this in the song, this declaration that we will sing a song. I will sing to uh, the Lord. Uh, so, so crazy praise. Um, I wrote this down if you, if you want to write it down. Crazy praise uh, makes a decision. Crazy praise decides, I'm going to crazy praise. 
Crazy Praise says, you know what? I don't really know what anybody else is going to do. I'm not even sure if I care what they're going to do. But I will sing, and I will sing because the Lord is highly exalted, and He has saved and delivered me, the horse and the rider He has thrown into the sea. We used to sing a song when I was a kid growing up in church, and I'm having a really hard time not singing it uh, right now. But, you know, I will sing unto the Lord, for He hath triumphed. Gloriously, you guys know it too. The horse and the rider fell into the sea. Um, it's hard not to go on. I'll stop. Uh, crazy praise makes makes a decision. Um, it it decides, and and that's something we've got to do too. Uh, that we will sing, that we will praise. That we will clap. I think many people have, have made a decision. Well, I'm not going to sing. And I'm not going to clap. And I'm not going to praise. You know? and, and, and they've decided maybe that's just not who I am. Or how I was raised. Or, or, you know, at, at some point in time, we've got to see God and, and, and Him high and lifted up. And that revelation of who He is and, and all that He's done Break us free and, and set us free from some of these things. Crazy praise uh, makes, makes a decision. Um, verse 2. Verse 2. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise Him. My Father's God and I will exalt Him. Recognizes the, uh, recognizes the generational thing. Uh, going on there, uh, but but and, and here we see it again. This decision that I will uh, praise Him, I will uh, exalt Him, I will thank Him, I will lift His name uh, on high. Uh, but then we also see that that here is this declaration of who the Lord is to to them. This is so. So I, I wrote it down this way: uh, crazy. We we crazy praise because of who God is to us, because of who He is to me. Now it doesn't need to stop there, but it's a good place to for it's a good place there to begin of of, of recognizing what God's done for me, of who He is uh, to uh, me, and and here's that declaration that He is my strength. And He is my song, and He has become my salvation, and He is my God. So I'm going to praise Him because He's saved me. I'm going to praise Him because He is my trust and my source and my provider. He's my strength. He is who I depend on. I don't know what you do. I don't know. Maybe you depend on you or, or, or money, <clears throat> or maybe you're trusting in the government. You know, good luck with that, uh, uh, or 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 whatever else is your strength, and but but for me, it's him. See what I'm saying? For and so and so, you know, you can judge my praise if you want to, and you can say it's crazy, but but maybe it's crazy because he's my strength and I recognize it, and he's my salvation, and I love how this says that he is my song. You know. When we're not in Christ, there's, there's so many other things that are our song. And we get songs in our head and we, and we sing them. But crazy praise 
has the song of the Lord, and the Lord is our song, and it's what we walk around and we sing, and we sing it, connecting to what we've already learned, on and on and on and on and on. The Lord is my song. He has become my salvation. So we, so we crazy praise because of who He is uh, to us, because of who He is specifically to you. And then, uh, moving on, we crazy praise just because of who He is. We crazy praise just because of who He is. Exodus 15, 11. Again, I encourage you to go read all those verses I just missed. But, um, but we'll skip them now because I'm long-winded as it is. 15.11. They're still singing this song. Who among the gods is like you, Lord? Who is like you? We crazy praise because there's nobody like him. Majestic in holiness, awesome in glory, working wonders. There's nobody like our God, so we crazy praise because He's holy. We crazy praise because He's glorious. We crazy praise because He's because of His wonder-working power. We crazy praise because of His goodness that endures forever. His love that endures forever. His faithfulness that goes on to generation to generation to generation forever and ever because of His mercy and His grace and His compassion. We've crazy praise because of who He is to us and now we're crazy praising because of who he is, because we recognize who uh, he uh, is. And then uh, as this uh, wonderful song uh, comes to an end in Exodus 15, 18, uh, there is this uh, declaration made about, about who he is. Uh, says this, this is, this is them, you know, after singing this song, uh, they, they make this this ending of the song declaration, verse 18, the Lord reigns forever and ever. I, I love uh, the way this wraps up, and, and this is one of the, one of the powerful, important, uh, main reasons that we uh, crazy praise, because the Lord reigns. And I, I know everybody can see that, but if you can't see that, you know, that's not rain, that's not our uh, A-I-N. He's not reigning. He reigns. R-E-I-G-N-S. The Lord reigns. That means that He is King. And we know that He is King of kings. And there's something very important, very important to see that we crazy praise Him because He's King. We crazy praise Him because He reigns. But if you ever go and you read like, First uh, and Second Kings and, and First and Second Chronicles. It talks about the kings of Israel in those times, and it says that you know, like this king reigned for fifty years, and then he died and was buried with his fathers. And his son, this king mentioned, became king, and he reigned for twenty-five years, and then he died and was buried with his fathers. And then his son came and he reigned. You see, there's a time limit on their reign. They reigned for twenty years, thirty years, fifty-five years, but not our God. 
We're not praising a king who reigns with a time limit that is coming to an end. We're going to crazy praise our Lord who reigns with no time limit forever and ever. He's on the throne, and He's going to be on the throne, and His kingdom has no end. He will reign forever and ever and ever and ever. So He rises to the top of the only one who's worthy of a crazy praise because he is King of kings and Lord of lords who reigns forever. He will never be defeated. No one will ever take him off his throne. He will never perish. He will never end. He will reign forever and ever. So you can, you know, you can praise whoever you want to, and you can crazy praise whoever you want to, but I just prefer to praise the King of kings and Lord of lords who alone is highly exalted, the name above every name, authority above every authority, who will forever reign. Crazy praise because he's king? Forever. Because he's forever king. We crazy praise him. Now, Now the Moses and the people singing has, has come to an end. I just love this part. Because this is the part where Miriam comes into the picture. I'm not sure, I'm, I'm sure she was a part of this, this song as well, but, but now like all of this has ended, but Miriam recognizes that it's not time to end it. And Miriam's about to She's about to crazy praise. And in crazy praising, she, she, she reveals something to us incredibly important. Verse 19, when Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and horsemen went into the sea, the Lord brought the waters of the sea back over them, but the Israelites walked through the sea on dry ground. It's kind of wrapping up for us what has taken place and why all this praise, why all this worship. Then Miriam, the prophet. Isn't that interesting? That Miriam's announced here, and not just announced as Miriam, but announced as a, as a prophet, that, that this woman's got a prophetic gifting. Do you recognize what that is? Pro- prophetic gifting is, you know, she, she can hear from the Lord and proclaim the word of the Lord. And, and, and however the Lord would speak to her, move through her, she, and, and, and she can, you know, oftentimes in the Old Testament, it was, it was to, you know, the prophetic gift in the New Testament a lot of times is, is encouragement. In the Old Testament, it was a lot of times to, to see into the future and proclaim something that would take place. Then Miriam the prophet, Aaron's sister, took a tambourine in her hand, and then all the women followed her, and with these tambourines, uh, again, another translation and, and dancing. And they played these tambourines and they danced and sang this. And Miriam sang to the Lord as they're, as they're crazy praising uh, tambourines and, and dancing. Miriam sang, sang to them, Sing to the Lord, for He is highly exalted, both horse and rider, he has hurled into the sea. 
So she sings this song, and they're crazy praising and dancing. This song declaring what has uh, taken place, but, but it's a little bit different than it actually happened. Coming from Miriam the prophet, singing to all the people, she says, sing to the Lord, for he's highly exalted, both horse and rider he has hurled into uh, the sea. Uh, so she makes it singular that, that it was a horse uh, and a rider and uses the word hurled into uh, the sea uh, where, you know, and, and you all just think about this and meditate on it. All these horses and riders went into the sea and the sea came back over top of them. But here Miriam sings, sing to the Lord, he's highly exalted. The horse and the rider he has hurled into uh, the sea. And she's crazy praising uh, because of this great victory that has taken place. She's crazy praising because the Lord has defeated the enemy. And rightly so, because the Lord has defeated uh, the enemy. So, so crazy praise, uh, we crazy praise because of victory. We crazy praise because God has defeated uh, the enemy. And I think that Miriam is not only crazy praising uh, because of the Egyptian enemy that has been defeated, I think that Miriam's also crazy praising because she prophetically is seeing into the future and seeing the crazy victory that the Lord is going to bring for His people as He snatches up the Antichrist and His armies and hurls Him into the lake of burning fire. And she crazy praises here for what God has done, but she also crazy praises here for what the Lord is going to do that she'll never see in her lifetime, but that prophetically she sees take place in the Word of the Lord. In Revelation chapter 6, Jesus has, Jesus has stepped up to the throne and taken the scroll that no one could open, that He alone could open. Revelation chapter 6, Jesus begins to crack open the, the seven seals. And it says this, I watched as the Lamb opened the first of seven seals. And then I heard one of the four living creatures say in a voice like thunder, Come. And I looked, and there before me was a white horse, and its rider held a bow. See, rhyme right there? It doesn't say driver. <laughs> it's white horse, and its rider held a bow, and he was given a crown, and he rode out as a conqueror bent on conquest. So I believe here as Jesus breaks the first seal and, the, and the, uh, one of the four living creatures says come, uh, that, that the first of the four horsemen is the Antichrist coming out uh, on the scene and he's riding on a white horse because he's Antichrist. Right? He's trying to set himself up as a Christ figure but he's not. He's Antichrist. And he's given a bow. He doesn't have any arrows, but he's given a bow. And he is given a crown. And he rode out as a conqueror who is bent on conquest. He comes, he's Antichrist. He comes out as a conqueror. And he is bent on uh, conquest. Now, 
we know uh, that, uh, you know, from, from John, from 1 John, you know, that the spirit of Antichrist is already in the world today. And I want you to know that this Antichrist deceptive spirit still has these characteristics that, that are at work. That he is a conqueror and he's bent on conquest. That that spirit of Antichrist doesn't want to be your friend, it wants to be your master. It wants to enslave you and bind you and conquer you. It's bent on conquest, wants to conquer you. That spirit of Antichrist wants to come in and rule and reign in your life, doesn't want you to rule or reign or anyone else to rule or reign, and certainly not Christ to rule or reign in your life, wants to come in and, and, and conquer you and reign in uh, your life. But we rejoice and we crazy praise because our God is highly exalted and He has taken the horse and its rider and hurled them, thrown Him into the sea. He has been victorious where I could not be victorious so that Christ rules and reigns in my life and not the Antichrist ruling and reigning in my life. Because when Christ reigns, He frees. When the Antichrist reigns, He enslaves. So there is slavery and imprisonment under the, under the conquering of the Antichrist. But when Christ is ruling and reigning in my life, He brings liberty and freedom and sets me free as king in my life. And so I crazy praise because he's won a victory that I could never win. He's taken the horse and the rider and hurled him into the sea. Then you see it in verse in uh, chapter 20, uh, Revelations 19. Revelation 19, verse 19, the armies of the Antichrist have come uh, and Jesus shows up with the armies of heaven and wages war against the, the armies of the Antichrist and the army, armies of the earth, and it's really not much of a fight. It, it's, it's like, it looks like it's going to be. It's like Egypt having the people of God up against the Red Sea, and then Jesus parts the sky and arrives with the, with the armies of heaven and, and wins for us a victory that we could never win for ourselves. And, and this is what happens. Then I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together uh, to wage war against the rider on the horse and his army. This, is, this rider is Jesus. But the beast was captured, and with it the false prophet who had performed the, uh, performed the sign, signs on him, on its behalf, there was a glare right there. With these signs, he had deluded those who had received the mark of the beast and worshipped its image. The two of them were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur. So he gathers up you know, the horse and his rider and throws him into the sea, into the lake of burning sulfur. And then you go to Revelation 20. Uh, in Revelation 20 verse 10, uh, the, uh, the devil is going to join them. And the devil who deceived them 
was thrown, also thrown, into the lake of burning sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. It's a forever victory. They're never uh, coming out of that. They are forever uh, defeated. So we sing to our God who is highly exalted, who has gathered up our enemies and hurled them into the sea. And we sing because the enemy is defeated. We sing because of what God has done, because of what God is doing, and what God will do. We crazy praise because in Him there is victory. In Him the enemy is defeated. And I want to add to that because this is something that we, that we so need to know. You see that, that the Antichrist and the spirit of Antichrist is our enemy. And that he comes to conquer. He is bent on conquest. And he wants to reign you, enslave you, conquer you. But in Christ there is victory. And so we, we crazy praise Not only because the enemy is defeated, but we crazy praise to defeat the enemy. There's something about our worship, something about our thanks, something about our praise that brings about victory in our lives. That when we are living in praise, when we are walking and moving in crazy praise, that it keeps the enemy off, that it holds him at bay, that it brings about victory in our lives. This is one of the keys, one of the important keys to walking and living in victory. There are some others, like the word of the Lord, like how does a young man keep his way pure? By hiding the Lord's word in his heart. There's victory in that, but there is also victory in being a praiser. In, in, in having within you a crazy praise, in, 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 in allowing the overflow of thanksgiving to flow out of your life in the form of crazy praise. I, I don't know, I almost get this picture like, I almost get this picture like, like the enemy coming at us and this overflow of thanksgiving and praise that flows out of us, this crazy praise that flows out of us is almost like a, 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 a flood that holds him off or washes him away or keeps him at bay so that when the enemy comes, our praise comes and it's like a wave that just pushes him back and keeps him out of our lives. There is victory in crazy praise. We crazy praise because the enemy's defeated. And we also crazy praise to defeat the enemy. When the enemy comes in against you to attack you, try this, will you? Fix your eyes on the goodness of God, on His love and on His faithfulness, on His strength and His power, His holiness and, 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 and His kingliness and lift up a praise. Exalt Him and bless Him and glorify His name and see if the enemy is not repelled, if he is not defeated, 
If the Antichrist by your praise isn't gathered up and hurled out of your life, if that spirit that would war against you to try to conquer you and enslave you isn't gathered up and thrown away from you because of your crazy praise... It really lines up, I think, with, with uh, 2 Thessalonians that tells us that it's the, that it's the Holy Spirit-filled church that holds the, the, the spirit of, of, the, of the lawless one, holds him off, that keeps him at bay, that is allowing there to be uh, freedom and, and salvation and, and the gospel proclaimed and victory in this earth. It's, it's the... A part of that is the Holy Spirit-filled church. One of the reasons that happens is that the Holy Spirit-filled church is a crazy, praising church. We're a crazy, praising people. We exalt the Lord. We lift up His name. Whether the sun is shining and everything's going well, whether we're experiencing the blessings of the Lord, or we're locked in a prison bound with chains, we praise Him and lift Him up and exalt Him. We crazy praise, and that keeps the enemy at bay, or maybe even just knocks him off of our lives. It, 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 makes, it makes Deuteronomy 28 seem possible, right? For the enemy to come at you in one direction, but flee from you in seven. Maybe it's not just a fleeing from you in seven. Maybe he comes at you in one direction, and he runs into your crazy praise, and he's knocked from you in seven directions. You, you know, like a... <laughs> I get this picture of, of a... Of, of, of Heathcliff, the little cat. You remember that cartoon, right? And all these enemies would gather on top of him and then they would just, he'd just bust out and they'd all go uh, scattering uh, out of him, you know, or like Captain America when he's in the elevator and all the enemies attack him, you know, and he just and knocks them all off of him. We crazy, the enemy comes on us. We, cra- <laughs> I'm crazy. We crazy praise and the enemy scatters. The enemy's gone. He goes, he goes scattering off of us in seven directions. We praise, crazy praise, because the enemy's defeated. And we crazy praise to defeat the enemy. And in these days where the enemy is coming in like a flood, there needs to be a standard raised up against him. And a part of that standard is the blood-bought, sanctified, spirit-filled people of God not being afraid to lift up a song and a shout and clap their hands and maybe dance with a tambourine and give God some glory. Lift up a crazy praise. And let the world say, man, you are crazy because yes, we are. We're crazy because our God reigns. He's king, he's Lord, he's a lover, he's good, he's faithful, he's just, he's merciful and compassionate, gracious and kind, and he has saved me and delivered me, and I will bless him, I will exalt him, I will praise his holy name. I'm going to praise him for the victory that he's brought, and why not go ahead and praise him for the victory that he's going to bring? I'll just go ahead and exalt him right now, because there's come in a day where the Antichrist is going to come on the scene, and he's going to rule and reign for a little while, but his time is short, and my king and savior who rules and reigns in my life is going to show up on a white horse with his armies behind him, 
and he's going to grab that horse and the rider and hurl it into the sea and forevermore shall it remain in the sea defeated and we will live in victory to go on crazy praising His name forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. We're the crazy people of God. And we're called to crazy praise. Because our God reigns forever and ever and ever. Let's pray together. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, help us to to see You every day more and more for who You are. And as we see You more and more, Lord, help us to to every day see more and more what You've done for us that we could never do for ourselves. Lord, I think of the of the ten guys who had leprosy, who you healed, saved, freed, all ten of them. But only one came back and said thank you. Lord, help us to see that you have healed us from what we could not heal ourselves from, that, you have, that you've parted the Red Sea, or we would have been slain by our enemy. That you have delivered us and saved us that it's only because of You that we have freedom and peace. It's only in You that we find victory. Otherwise, we would be defeated. Help us to see this, Lord, and, and let there be just an overflow of thankfulness that is in us, that just comes out of us, and let it come out of us in the form of a crazy praise. I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Let praise fill Your people and come out of them. Let it fill your churches and and come out of them, Lord. Especially as we're entering here at this Thanksgiving time, Lord. Let Let us praise you and give you thanks like we have never done before. And Lord, as we praise you, I pray that our praise would would not only bring about victory for ourselves, Lord, but I'm just praying that our crazy praise would, like, like 2 Thessalonians says, would, would hold off the enemy so that, that it would bring about victory for others as well. Our praise not only bringing a liberty and a freedom in our own lives, but setting others free. Give us a revelation of the bigness of our worship, the bigness of our praise to change the lives of someone else. An evangelistic praise that we, that we praise and someone gets saved because of it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let us not be afraid to crazy praise. Never once in Scripture did you rebuke anyone. You rebuked those who rebuked. Stir up within us and your people and your church a crazy praise, I pray. Let us, like Miriam, see your victory and dance before the Lord and sing. I will sing to the Lord.
For he is exalted. The horse and the rider he has thrown into the sea. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Every head bowed and every eye closed this morning. I just want to ask you if if you have not trusted Jesus as Savior and Lord, that this morning you want to open up your heart and invite Him in and give Him your life, I just ask you to raise your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If you're watching online or listening to the podcast and you've not made Jesus Lord of your life, would you just raise your hand wherever you are and just pray with me, pray with us as we pray together. Pray with me, will you, church? Lord Jesus, I know that you are king forever. And today, I bend my knee to you. And I declare that you are my Savior, my King, my Lord. I receive your goodness, your love, your forgiveness, your salvation. And I declare that I will forever serve you with all of my heart. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's be a crazy praising people. It will exalt God and honor Him and bring victory to you and to others. Don't be afraid. Sing and shout. Bless Him. Exalt Him. Praise His name. God bless you. Uh, Have a great afternoon. Have a great week. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Gather together with uh, friends and family and give God thanks. And uh, enjoy the time off. Uh, hopefully you get Thursday and Friday uh, and, uh, and be refreshed and strengthened. Because you get Thursday and Friday, there's no need at all to miss church on Sunday. So we'll see you here Sunday. Uh, God bless.